Welcome to the Black and Green Podcast. It's your go-to place to find the latest high-quality, all-natural products created by Black artisans. Hosted by yours truly, Dr. Kristen H., the founder of Black and Green, we'll discuss all things health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love. This podcast features a refreshing lineup of guests, from entrepreneurs and artisans to holistic lifestylists and clean beauty experts, and a plethora of other innovators within the wellness industry. Join me as we learn from the best of the best. All right, guys, I'm so excited to introduce you to the speaker, Elizabeth, today. I met her trying to work on something that she helped me find a solution for. So I'm so excited to have her talk to us about the business that she's created. We have Elizabeth from Upade. Hi, welcome. I mean, not welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Can you tell them more about Ipade? I mean, basically the way I found you, I was trying to do some working. And so I was trying to do some co-working and I was trying to find a black owned co-working space. So I was Googling really, really hard trying to find yeah. one. Then I found you at the very last minute, the night before I needed it. Right. And you emailed me back very promptly. So kind of explain to me about Ipade and why, why it exists and how it exists and all that good stuff. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. Um, Ipade is DC's first co-working space specifically designed for Black women, trans folks, and non-binary individuals, as well as people of color. And we provide co-working space via memberships and day passes, along with a supportive community and um, event space where you can uh, host workshops or retreats and get things done. So it's a productivity space just for women of color. And I created it because I didn't see any space like that in DC. You know, Mm. there's there's so many people of color here, um, professional people, creatives, folks who are innovating and doing great things for their communities. Um, And yet we didn't have a space uh, that we could call our own. Um, I will say Ipade kind of started this, the long story, um, starts in 2013 when I founded a, um, you know, as a young professional in DC, I founded a, a networking, uh, initiative for black progressive women. Again, mm-hmm. something that I hadn't seen and I was trying to build a community around that, create something that I wanted to exist for me. And I saw that others also wanted to exist um, so that um, that lasted for about a year. Then I moved on to some uh, Black maternal health advocacy work that I was heavily involved in and circled back in 2018, 2019 to these mm-hmm. questions of, you know, what spaces actually exist for Black women and women of color to um, get stuff done, to find mentoring, to build connections, um, especially in the D.C. area. So decided to create Ipade. Oh, this is awesome. What gave you the courage for open a brick and mortar? A lot of times when people want to create something that is new or has not been done, they're scared to take that leap of like signing a lease. And so kind of what gave you the power to do that? Yeah, it is. It is absolutely, you know, a risk, a financial risk and undertaking, but it's also a major opportunity to do something wonderful in the world. And um, uh, it's so funny that the story is, you know, late 2019, early 2020, I was actually looking uh, at spaces, going to, to see different offices and commercial spaces where Ipare could 
exist. And um, then the pandemic hit. Mm. And, you know, the, the future was so uncertain at that time. Um, and it took me about two weeks to, to say, you know, sitting at home wondering, oh God, what am I going to do? And, you know, after two weeks, I was like, okay, well, I can do some of the things I wanted to do in EPOD A. I can do those things virtually, build mm. community, provide programming that's responsive to what um, Black women and femmes of color are saying that they want. And so we did that for about a year and a half with virtual programming across the spectrum of life, you know, personal uh, well-being workshops, business workshops, networking events, virtual co-working. Um, so it, it ran the, the spectrum of things that people like to engage in and ways to create community in a virtual environment. Um, so we did that for a year and a half. And then in June, 2021, we held our first in-person co-working pop-up, you know, after the vaccines became available, um, after things had kind of settled down a bit, we were able to come together in person and people really enjoyed that first event. They made connections. They got to tell people about their own businesses that they were running, um, build partnerships. There are folks that are, you know, are friends and working together from that first event. So that really seeing what happened there. Um, and it's hard to describe the kind of magic that happens when people share physical yeah. space. Oh, I understand. <laughs> yeah. So seeing, you know, seeing what happened on that first event, you know, kept me motivated to make our, our brick and mortar become a reality. And oh, interesting because you kind mm-hmm. of went the different direction of the rest of the world. So right when the pandemic hit and the rest of the world was pulling everything in, in stores on virtually um, turning away from brick and mortar spaces because of the, the dropping of people being able to go out in public. Mm-hmm. So you kind of standing going like, no, I understand the energy that's created when people are together and still deciding to go down a brick and mortar path when the rest of the world is kind of shutting down brick and mortar. It's kind of like, mm-hmm that kind of being caught in that, um, that in between space, I think it was right. very nice that you made the different choice and the rest of the world was doing. Yeah, I did. I did. And it, it takes courage to do that. Absolutely. Um, but I absolutely saw a need for that. People, mm-hmm. um, were really looking for a connection. Um, they were also at that point after a year and a half tired of being in the house. Mm, yes, uh, they were, <laughs> you know, um, and wanting to get back to life or some semblance of it, like we'll never go back to that time before, right? Things have changed um, forever, but we, we yes. can find safe ways to gather in person again um, and share that space and connect face-to-face with each other. Zoom Zoom is great, but um, again, there's this, this energy exchange that happens when you can see someone and... Um, uh, y'all are in the same yes. space yes. and you have the opportunity to actually get to know um, other people. I have a great example that I want to share about that. Yeah. So I was, I was in a, um, a business development program for about nine months. And for eight of those months, we were virtual on zoom every week, um, you know, emailing in, in a WhatsApp group, you know, so we were connected. We were using technology to stay connected and we had a week-long fellowship in D.C. 
an opportunity to actually be in person, to stay in the same um, house together and, and work on oh, our good. pitch decks. And the way that we connected and got to know each other in that one week as compared to the eight months of virtual mm. was completely different. People, we did not really know each other after spending that much time to, you know, on Zoom and on WhatsApp. And, you know, just being in a house, being around each other was um, super helpful, super generative. Um, and yeah, there was just a dynamic that you couldn't get. So that's why I was committed to Ipade, even though, um, you know, stats and what I saw around me told me that, oh yeah, it would be difficult to get people together in person. Yes. But I was like, this is too important to let go. Yes, I love it when Black women often look the stats in the face and say, well, watch me. But watch me. I know we need this space. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. care what the numbers say. Just watch me work. I know we need it. My tribe will support me. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I think that's just so beautiful that way it works. Now, tell me about the name, Ipade. Where did that come from? What does that mean? Tell me the history of it. Yes. Um, Ipade is a West African Yoruba word that means meeting or gathering. Um, and it re- it comes from a larger term for me, Ipade Wa, which means women's meeting, a women's gathering. Uh, you could think of it as like a sister circle. Mm, that's so um, beautiful. Yes. I, I really wanted, um, I love languages and um, I know a few other languages and um, I wanted by a few, I mean two other, um, yeah. but I like to try to experiment and learn new words and cause I love to travel. And so when you travel, it helps to also, you know, know words from a different language and be able to communicate with people that way. So, yes. um, I wanted Ipade to really reflect, uh, my African heritage and, um, the heritage of the African diaspora, you know, with it being a place that centers black women as well as people of color. And so I asked my friends who, uh, you know, are, have another second language or third language. It's like, what's the word, you know, what are some terms for Mm. like a women's gathering or women's meeting space? Um, and I got a few answers back and Ipade Wa was the one that stuck out, uh, uh, the year of a language. So here we have Ipade now. Oh, that's so beautiful. Now I'm going to ask a question about D.C. used to be Chocolate City, (laughs) but it's not Chocolate City anymore. As Mm -hmm. it's changing and gentrifying, how is that changing your path of kind of what you're doing? Yeah, it was important for me to... um kind of stake, stake a claim, stake a, <laughs> take up space in the yes, center, yes. you know, the very center of a city that is rapidly changing. Um, you know, we're in, we're located in DuPont circle about mm-hmm. two blocks from the Metro. Um, and it's not an area that is, you know, known for being a, uh, black dominant area. Mm-hmm. And like you said, DC is becoming, you know, uh, uh trying to find the right word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it, yeah, it's it's black people are being pushed out of DC, yes. people of color are being kept out Myself of DC. included. I was in DC and I got pushed on out to Alabama um, Marlboro. Oh my gosh, it's so mm-hmm. terrible! It's so yeah. terrible. So, it was important to me, um, to take up space 
in an area that we have a right to. We have a right to take up space in D.C. We have a right to be here. Um, and it was also important to me to have it be as accessible to people as possible. Yes, yes. And so, you know, thinking about the DMV, the the area that we're in being so expansive, folks live in Virginia, folks live in Maryland. Um, but for me, D.C. is that meeting place, that, that mm-hmm. middle place where people in D.C. could access it, people in Maryland can come in, people in Virginia can come in and have a shared space in the city and um, be present. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny that you said that because I was just trying to think of a place for one of my team members is in uh, Richmond. And of course, I'm in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. So I'm trying to find a place for us to meet up. And um, Super cool. Y'all could be here. Definitely. <laughs> it's so funny how it's meeting a need without it's, it's meeting this unspoken need that we have, that we're looking for a place to collect. We're looking for places to gather. And mm-hmm. so it's so beautiful to create a space where we can do that comfortably. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so, yeah, I'm so glad that, <laughs> you know, you had that example, you know, cause that's really what it's about. It's a space for, you know, folks to come together for teams to meet, to host retreat. So if yeah. y'all wanted to do, you know, some, some planning, we're here for you to do that. If you wanted to host an event, you could do that here. I love it. I love it. The idea of the space being able to be used in so many ways. Mm-hmm. It can be a co-working space. It can be a meeting space. It can be what I was using it for was co-working mixing with a video space. So mm-hmm. I was working on building my course together. I went recorded things there. So I'm going to tell you a bit of that background story. So I was working with my videographer and we we're trying to come up with a place for me to work and them to record. And they're like, oh, we can just go to a coffee shop down the street. And I was like, no, that's not consistent with what Black and Green is. I said, I want to find a Black-owned, women-owned space that co-works. I don't know it, but I'm going to look hard, really hard to see if I can find one. And what's, what time and night did I uh, email you guys when I'm having space? It's like 11.45. I saw it the next morning. And I was like, oh, I have to get you on the phone. We need to talk. Absolutely. You know, like definitely come through. Um, so how did you, I didn't get to ask you in person, how did you find us? You did a Google search and what popped up? I just, I did a Google search and until I think I went to like page three. So the circle I'm talking with is that I'm historically a first page Google person and they try to give me some insight. Like at the end of the day, Google comes down to SEO. Oftentimes black owned brands can't afford SEO. So we tend to be on the second and third pages. If you don't go or fourth or fifth or sixth. So if you don't go and keep digging, you might not ever find it. So I found you on the third page. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> so I, I do have some SEO in the back and, um, you know, it's, it's good to know. I was, so another thing I was running a Google, um, Google ad, mm-hmm. which I, it became a little bit expensive because Google ads as compared to Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. you get a lot less return for the money you spend. Mm-hmm. And so I had taken the Google ad down and that's probably why I was on the third page. Cause I was like, okay, this is becoming costly. I'm not getting a lot of response from the Google ad. I'm going to focus on social ads. Cause that's where I get responses from. Right. And the thing that's beautiful for me is that word of mouth. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the 
most useful or what has been the most helpful for me is someone using black and green products and telling their friend or family members, I love what I get from there. That has Mm -hmm. been the most successful way that we have grown. It's over Google ads, over Facebook ads, over Instagram ads, over any kind of ad. It comes down to that word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It definitely does. And um, one of the things I'm going through now is just being a new business and Mm -hmm. building that brand awareness. So I, I definitely tried to do that when... I was doing the virtual events, but it didn't resonate with people in the same way because they couldn't see or experience what I was trying to build. And now that I have the space up, it's open, you know, we're running, uh, hosting events, having people come into the space. People can see, um, see what it's about. They can feel it. So that's one thing people say to me when they walk in is like, you know, I, I saw the pictures, but it's it's more than that. It feels mm. good when I walk in here. Mm, um, that's beautiful. And so now people are able to experience that and then go tell their friends, tell their networks about it. Like, hey, come meet me here. Um, you should come here. You should try it out. Feel it for yourself. And yes. so um, I'm I'm giving giving the business and myself grace to. Um, to take that time to get there where word of mouth has, um, you know, just kind of spiraled and, and grown. I have a, a, a notepad that I, you know, found while I was out shopping and it says, allow yourself time to grow. Um, and so I'm just, I keep that in front of me. That's the one I'm using right now. Understanding that it's going to take time. It's going to take time for me to get up to page one <laughs> of, yes. of the Google search, but you know, I will get there. Now we will pause for a moment of meditation with Dr. Crystal Jones. So wherever you are right now, just take a moment to be. Be in your awareness. Be in your truth. Be in your wholeness. Allow yourself to show up as light, dark, and every shade of gray in between. Feeling your presence experiencing your truth finding your breath and instead of directing her listen to her ask her where she wants to spend more time and spend more time there ask her where she's stuck and go into the experience of why. Be in this breath, be in this movement, and continue to cultivate this experience through the rest of your day. Honoring that your truth and whatever you show up as is always enough. You are perfection and excellence personified. Anything that tells you that you're anything else no longer serves you. So I think that the most important thing is patience. When you're starting a business, it's not going to just go overnight, especially if you don't have millions of dollars. (laughs) It's going to take time for it to grow. Mm -hmm. And so having patience to allow for that process to help build and develop your brand to what it's supposed to be, I think can often be hard if you want it to happen fast. 
Oh, that is so important. So important. Because if you remember (laughs) a few minutes ago, I shared how um, I had this idea. I started thinking about it in 2018. And um, actually, so I was kind of resistant to it in 2018 to the idea because I was doing a lot of other things at the time and 2019 it, it kept you know niggling at me and um in 2020 2021 throughout the pandemic I held on to that right um I shared on uh, another interview that I did that I had to be persistent through that yes. time I had to be patient through that time. Um, I had to overcome so many challenges and setbacks and, um, moments where the future did not look bright. The future was very uncertain. Again, a global pandemic, businesses closing down right and left, trying to build a physical in-person business when we were not sure that that would ever happen again. Yes. So, you know, it did take persistence, but also took a lot of patience, like you said, um, and that, that grace to, again, allow yourself time, allow your business time um, to grow, to get out there and to become this big vision that we all have for, for our dreams. I know a lot of um, black women and, and entrepreneurs have, have these big dreams, have big, bold ideas, things that, again, they want to see, they want to create. Um, and it, it will happen. It will happen. Uh, it just, it just might take a little longer than expected. Exactly. Exactly. So much. What has been the biggest lesson you have learned? Oh, the biggest lesson. I would say it is a combination of keep going and trust yourself. Mm. Um, that keep going is, I absolutely kept going because I knew this would work. I knew my vision and what I wanted was, was worth the effort. It was worth trying to make it happen no matter what, no matter how many people said no, how many people closed the door, how many people did not give me funding, did not accept me into programs. Um, you know, I knew that it needed to happen and other people also, there were people that said yes. And so making every yes more important than those no's you get, um, along the way, everyone gets no's. I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard no at some point, but oh, you yes. said, yeah, <laughs> you said yes to yourself. Mm-hmm. You said yes to black and green. I said yes to Epod A. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it takes. Say yes to yourself, trust yourself and keep going. Mm-hmm. It can be such a challenge, but it, it really is just the having the grit in some ways to push through despite the nose because you have a dream because you have a vision you want to make that that vision happen yes yeah is there anything else you want to leave with us that thought that you want to just make sure my listeners walk away with 
like I said, so there were a few things and I'll just, I guess I'll just summarize for them the allow yourself time to grow, say yes to yourself and keep going no matter what. Yes, keep going no matter what. I think that's a really beautiful way to end it that in life, in business and entrepreneurship, keep going no matter what. You will hear no, you will make mistakes, you will feel defeated, but keep going if you believe in what you're trying to create. I love it. I love it so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into the Black and Green podcast. Did you have more questions for our special guest? Please leave your questions in the comment section. Also, check us out at blkgrn.com. Please subscribe and comment. We love hearing from you. Until next time, buy black and live green.